0: Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Hortman. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, I'm glad you're with us on our Victory Church weekly podcast today. Pastor Mitch here. So glad I can visit with you the, during the week each week. And I hope you're gleaning something from our podcast. If you are, uh, hey, uh, invite a friend to come and listen with you. And, um, and I do appreciate you uh, just taking time to listen. Uh, if you have any thoughts or comments, you can email me again at pastor at com. Again, that's pastor at VictoryChurchRaleigh.com. I'm talking about uh, <clears throat> healing being the will of God for the believer. Healing belongs to us. So we're right in the middle of we're We're heading towards the end of this, but not quite done yet. Uh, we're talking right now about healing hindrances. That is, God has provided healing for us in the atonement of Jesus the same time he forgave our sins. And that same sacrifice that Jesus incurred for us also made available the healing of sickness and disease in our physical bodies. And, uh, but we've got to appropriate that in our own lives. And we can actually put roadblocks up that hinder God's healing power from working in us. So uh, this section of this teaching on, on uh, healing... Uh, I'm trying to make it real practical, is is healing hindrances. And there are four major categories of healing hindrances. Negative emotions, which we have covered. And right now we're in the middle of talking about the misuse of the body. And uh, next we'll talk about unforgiveness and then disobedience. So um, we have been uh, talking about the misuse of the body. We have talked about uh, lack of proper diet, and we went in detail on that. Well, we had we talked several podcasts about rest. If you didn't listen to the last podcast, I do encourage you to go back and uh, and hear it because I gave twenty four symptoms of burnout that I got from a book by Frank Manieth called "How to Beat Burnout." And I burned out at age thirty three, and that was uh, what that was thirty two years ago. So just be aware that you really got to watch yourself. Today, I want to go to the next step uh, in misuse of the body. Uh, Misuse of the body being the second major category of healing hindrances. So overwork is another hindrance. You can work so much that you break your person down physically. So again, Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30, New Living Translation, listen to this. Meanwhile, Paul says, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, and he was your messenger to help me in my need. Verse 26, Philippians 2, I am sending him because he has been longing to see you, and he was very distressed that you heard he was ill. So Epaphroditus was ill, verse 27, and he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died. Now listen to this, listen. But God had mercy on him uh, and on me also, so that I would not have one sorrow after another. So I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, verse 28, for I'll know you'll be glad to see him. And then I will not so be so worried about you. Welcome him, verse 29, with Christian love and great joy and give him the honor that people like him deserve. Listen to verse 30. It tells you why he was ill. For he risked his life for the work of Christ. Mm. And he was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. So this guy overworked and, you know, it cost him his health. Have you ever worked so much that you just feel, I would use the term dog dead, tired. You know, you ever seen a dog that's just tired? You ever taken your dog for a walk? I've taken my dog several times because I'm such a beast. Anyway, long walks with me, you know, and he comes back down. He'll just flop down for a long period of time with, you know, his legs sprawled out on the floor, his, his chin on the floor, just done, just done. So, again, if you ever work so hard that you feel that way. So, you know, God gives us signals. And when our body feels pain, we need to listen to it. And when our body feels tired, we need to learn to rest. So, you know, we all need to learn. And most of us know when we need to take uh, a back and take it easy. We need to know our limits. And so, again, overwork can be a healing hindrance. You can't just go on and on and on without taking a break, without it having a tremendous effect. Now, listen, I've always been a <clears throat> high-energy person. You know, I, I have vivid, this is awful to say, I hate to tell you, but I have vivid recollections as a four-year-old, before I even started school. I so wanted to please my mom and dad and hear atta boys from them that I would go clean the, I would clean my bathroom. That is, I would clean my tub, and make it shine, and I would clean my toilet, that porcelain, make it shine so I could almost see my face in the white porcelain I was clean the sink and clean the chrome, you know, uh, fixtures, and so I could see myself in it, you know. But I just wanted to hear, good job, son. So listen, I said all that to say sometimes people overwork because of an unmet internal need for personal value, friends, that is the wrong reason to work. And you know what I think? I think a lot of people today overwork because they have an unmet internal need for personal value, and they get their value of themselves by accomplishment. See, sometimes high achievers, and you know, I'd be in that category, do uh, do so seeking to meet un a gnawing need on the inside not always but sometimes um and i you know listen i i'm one of those people i i had an unmet need inside and it started when i was real little and i found out that i could get affirmation by accomplishing things and then as i got older and then into my teen years then into my 20s you know the idea that the more i do the more accolades i hear from other people you know wow it became a mushrooming situation and uh, again, like me, many people only feel good about themselves when they're accomplishing things. Friends, if you're that way, that's a debilitating part of your personality. Um, there are people that are ill at ease unless they're busy, and that was me. And um, so, so I say that if you're like that, you're a workaholic, see? And that was me. Listen, 36 years ago, I had to confront this unmet need in my life that I was meeting by over accomplishing and overworking. Hear me. So I really felt like I couldn't take a break, and uh, and 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 I couldn't take a break and and feel good about it at all. I was mm-hmm. addicted. Listen, I was addicted to the self-assured feeling that I got from work. And you know what? If you have any of those symptoms, that's a real problem. And it'll uh, it'll get you one day, and I'm really glad when I was young. God put me in a situation where I had to de- deal with this. And usually, if you're like this, you don't even realize you're that way. I've often said, maybe you've heard, we see life through colored glasses, the glasses of our own experience, and we don't even we aren't even aware of of the things inside of us that can cause great debility. And so I started praying. I remember a couple of years prior to this happening. Uh, I started praying mid, mid-1980s, mid 85, 86, Search me, O God. Psalm 120, 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wrong motive within me. and Lead me on the way everlasting. So... So I started praying that, and, you know, I thought, you know, God must be really proud of me because he's not really saying anything to me. Well, that was the first few weeks of praying that. And then it, it was almost like things that were uh, hidden and not visible started, you know, creeping up through the cracks in my life, and I began to see that I had some serious problems that I wasn't aware of. So listen to this. In 1987, I was on a two-week vacation, The summer, this is like July of 1987. At the time, Susan and I had uh, two children, Uh, 87. My son, Jonathan, would have been not quite three then. My daughter, Sarah, had just been born the December prior, so she's seven, eight months old, and we had those two children. And here I was, so we went on vacation. We were living in Tulsa. I drove all the way back to the Carolinas, back to my hometown in South Carolina, and, uh, and once we got there, we said, well, we're going to go on to the beach um, and, spend a, and spend a little bit of time there on the beach. So we were uh, a second day or so of our vacation. Here we are, left my office in Tulsa. I was personal ministry director for a large church and was really, really busy, almost overwhelmingly busy. And I was teaching in a local church in a little school we had as well as as my other duties on my job. And uh, anyway, here I was on a two-week vacation. So here I am, get the idea. I'm on the beach. Uh, the sky was blue, and, uh, uh, I mean, the sun was bright. We were under an umbrella. I'm sitting in my favorite little chair, and I'm reading a book, and my kids are playing in the sand, and Susan's taking care of, uh, of Sarah, the well, eight-month-old, I guess, then. And uh, you could hear the seagulls in the background. You could smell the salt in the air from the ocean. And it was just a wonderful day. And you know what? Uh, You know what I was doing? I'm supposed to be relaxing. I'm supposed to be enjoying the environment and unhooking from my duties that really, really were taxing for me as a very young man. I wasn't even 30 yet. I was 20. You know, I was 28 and turned 29 that following October when this happened. I'm 28 years old. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm sitting on the beach thinking about my office in Tulsa, thinking about my desk, thinking about the work that I could be doing, thinking about the phone calls I could be making, thinking about all of the things that I had to do to train all the people that helped me in the ministry I was involved in. And you know, right then it it came a sudden realization to me, something's wrong with me. Why can't I enjoy the wind and the salt smell and and the azure skies? Why can't I enjoy the sunshine and the time with my wife and my small children? All I was thinking about was my work. And I knew right then, I don't know what's wrong with me, but it ain't good. You know, listen, I tell you. That, that that really, 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 really threw me for a loop. And so I began to pray after that, Lord, what is it and what do I need to do? Nobody talked to me about it. I can't tell you that I really said anything to anybody about it, but it was so obvious. God made this so obvious to me that I knew I must make changes. So several years later, Susan and I had left Tulsa, moved to South Carolina. We started a church in a small South Carolina town, and and then I had turned it over to someone else, and and then God gave me an uh, an opportunity to work at look at the workaholic tendencies, and I had to I had to uh, right in the face, and then I had to deal with them right there. See, I was uh, I was involved in a traveling ministry at the time. I had left Tulsa. We had started a church, and. Uh, had got it going a couple of years. Got it going. Had a pretty good crowd coming, and and then I turned it over to a guy. So I started a traveling ministry. I wasn't really busy, and um, and see this is uh, and see this is when this came came to the surface. And again, several years prior, God showed me that I had a problem. Then you know what He did? Out of His good kindness and grace, allowed me to wander into a set of circumstances that produced a lot of pressure on me. And it was a lot of pressure for me to turn my church over to someone, start a traveling ministry. And, you know, usually when you start something fresh, and new, it doesn't go the way you thought it would go. And uh, and this was certainly that way in traveling ministry. I mentioned last time I was cold calling churches and pastors, and most of them were hanging up on me. And uh, I had a few ministry endeavors, but not nearly as busy as I wanted to be. And uh, so I had a lot of free time during the week. Yes, I was studying, praying, cold calling, mailing things. There wasn't an internet at the time. So I mailed um, hard copy letters to people with pictures of me and and the things I could teach on in their local churches. And it was uh, Mitch Horton Ministries, and I'm a teacher. So I wanted to help them. So anyway, um, that's when I came face to face with the fact that I got my good feeling about myself. Uh, from what I did not from the Lord I got it from accomplishment and not from my relationship with Jesus and you know it really it really shocked me because I thought I was bigger than that but I wasn't and and I, I look at it back at it now I was really a workaholic see the more I did the more better I felt the less I did the more undone I felt and and so during that time when I wasn't as busy as I wanted to be during the week, listen, you know, I did everything around the house. Uh, we bought a fixer. You know what a fixer upper is, right? Well, I bought a fixer upper in May of 1989. This was 1990. And boy, well, I'm right in the middle of fixer up in that house, you know. And uh, I mean, I took down all the storm windows and cleaned them, put them back up on the outside. I painted this, painted that, I, I cleaned up the yard, I did everything that I knew at the moment I could do at the house, and we were continuing to fix it up as the money came in, but um, but I got to a point one day that um, that I was just sitting there, and didn't have anything to do, nobody was calling me, the calls were, you know, <laughs> the calls were not coming in really fast, so, uh, and it's before I really started that business, and 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 I found out that I, I got my good feeling out of accomplishment, and got me God put me right in the middle of a circumstance, where I had to deal with it. And um, and I can just tell you to summarize that he he brought me through a process that um, that I saw that that work had become almost an idol to me, and that I wanted to accomplish, 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 accomplish. And, and once I saw that, I also saw that if I continued the trajectory that I was on, and I was just like 32 years old when this happened, if I continued the trajectory that I was on, it could have, it could have lessened the length of my life. I'm not sure why I would made it to the age that I am now because I never allowed myself to rest. Rest was something I loathed. I didn't want to do it. Because every single time I rested, I had to face this insecurity in my life. And my security became, you know, my little blanket of security became my job and my accomplishments. And, you know, maybe you're listening to me, and maybe your security is what you do. Maybe you own your own business, or you're very influential where you work, and a lot of people depend on you, and, and you love to accomplish things. You know what? Be careful with that, because c- c- it can can become a workaholic tendency where you only feel good when you're accomplishing things. Now, listen, I've met both men and women who are just like what I was. And, you know, I, you know, some people today say they're recovering alcoholics. And I understand what they're saying, even though in Christ he breaks the power of alcohol. But I understand what they're saying. They don't want to go back to that. And, you know, in that sense, I could say I'm a recovering workaholic. I could become a workaholic again, but I choose not to because I've learned to esteem who Jesus is to me and who he is in me. And and now, you know, uh, it feels so good to be able to take a break and really feel good about taking a break and not feel like I'm missing something or feel this empty feeling inside. You understand what I'm saying? And I overcame that, and the way I overcame it was facing it, asking God to forgive me for replacing who Jesus is to me with work and accomplishment so that I only felt good about me when I was accomplishing it. And he showed me that that he was my all in all and that Jesus is the foundation of my life and that whether I'm working or whether I'm taking a break or whatever I'm doing, Whatever you do, to give you know, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says giving thanks to God the Father through him. So I learned that I can take a break. And it was a process and to begin with, you know, I repented of that. And then what I would seek to take a day off during the week or or take a, a vacation and those sense that sense that I was unfulfilled would come. I say, No, 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 no. I'm resting in God. It's the will of God for me to take a break. It's the will of God for me to take this day off. It's the will of God for me not to be accomplishing something right at the moment so I can rest and let my body rejuvenate, let my mind and emotions become calm and stable and and let my physical person rest. And, you know, eventually over the years it became a habit now. Here I am all these years later, what, 30, um, yeah, 32 years later. You know, I can take, I just took a break this summer two weeks, and you know what? It was a really fun time. I, I took my, my family to the beach, uh, some of my children, grandchildren, and we just had a grand time. I took a two-week vacation, and I just chilled. Uh, we went to visit my daughter in Alabama, and we just had a really good time. And, you know, uh, even though I missed the people at Victory Church, I love our church. I love to pastor. I love to preach and teach, and, but you know what? I didn't feel bad about me because I wasn't in the harness and in the saddle doing something. And, and you know, every year, I take two-week breaks twice a year, and, you know, I've learned to feel good about it. And now I take every seventh week off. And when I take those seventh weeks off, that seventh week off and I'm not even at our church, just so I don't overdo myself, you know, it feels— I just can't describe how grateful I am to God that I'm no longer a workaholic and that I can really take a break, you know— uh, Hebrews four says there is a rest for the people of God, for he that is um, he that <clears throat> he that um, you know is a faith learns to enter into his rest, as God did from His. So again, I've learned to rest, and I want to encourage you. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you cannot take a break. You know, some people I've noticed as I minister to people one on one, some people have many people in fact have confided in me that they don't like to be quiet. And they don't like to take a break because when they're quiet, you know, the insecurities and the things that bother them creep to the surface. And they don't ever deal with them. So they have internal things, things that produce stress and pressure. You know things of of unresolved relationship issues and unresolved internal conflicts that they have with themselves that the Lord needs to help them with. They never take time to take a break so that they can come to the surface and they can feel the pain of it and then take that pain to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to help me with this. Show me what what thinking needs to change and what behaviors need to change so I can change this sense I have inside. But instead, they stay so busy They never confront it. Friend, if you do that day after day, week after week, year after year, decade after decade, sooner or later, as the old farmer said, your chickens are going to come home to roost. So here I am as an older person and, you know, in my mid-60s. And I love life. I love what I do. Um, I've always wanted, as I ministered all these years, I've been in ministry again, as I said, 42 years. And I really love what I do. I love pastoring. I love ministering to God's people. I love affirming them. I love uh, helping our team. We have a great team of leaders at our church. And I'm just enjoying life. And, you know, I wondered what it would be like when I was an older person in my 60s. And now I can tell you that looking back, the thing that created the environment that I have now is learning to rest, learning to take a break, learning to uh, you know, put everything in its place in life and, and really learning to seek first the kingdom of God and letting Jesus be himself in me and not feeling that I have to live up to some status that I've placed within myself, but learning I can be myself. So, you know, what do you need to do? Are you taking a break? Are you a workaholic? Do you get your good feeling about life through accomplishment? Listen, you can change that, but, you know, it takes facing yourself, being honest with yourself, and honest with the Lord because you know overwork like Epaphroditus there in Philippians chapter 2 overwork can eventually affect your health and you you don't want that health is so important to all of us so again let God help you and let him let him break that that tendency to use work and accomplishment uh, as as how you feel good about yourself so again rest is as important as work when it comes to our health. So Lord, I pray for me and all of us as we conclude this podcast today. And Lord, if there's anyone listening who are, they're really wrestling with themselves and they're wrestling with not being able to take a break and perhaps they're like me that I've, I've got my good feeling about me in life by accomplishing things. And the more I did, the better I felt. Lord, I ask you, bring me, keep me at the end of me. And keep me right in front of the Lord Jesus. And Father, for any person listening that's really wrestling with the stress and the stressors of life because they, they have to accomplish to feel good and, 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 and not feel empty, I ask you, draw them to yourself. Put all of us at a place where we can be honest with you, open to you, vulnerable to you, tell you exactly what we think and feel and then lay ourselves at your feet so that you can redefine what is important in life. Lord, bring that to pass in the name of Jesus. You know, I, I sense in my heart, this is a word of knowledge as a person. You're, you're right at the verge of tears, my friend, because you heard what I just said, and, and it's just like I read who you are. And you know what? God knows you're that way, and he loves you even though you're that way. And if you'll humble yourself, the Lord will take you through a process of changing that. And you know what? In changing that, you're going to feel better about yourself because your, your, your good feelings not based on what you do. It's based on who Jesus is to you. It's based on your relationship with the Lord because that's an eternal thing, right? And, and you know what? You'll, you'll feel better about yourself. Your family will enjoy you more. Your children will enjoy you more. Your grandchildren will enjoy you more as you age. So I want to encourage you. Let the Lord minister to you. And perhaps he had you listen to this today so that um, the Spirit of God could uh, affect and begin a change in you. So, Lord, take us all where we need to go and set us free from the tendency to overwork and the workaholic tendencies that sometimes we have. And we place that at your feet. Thank you for the health and healing that Jesus has provided for us. Thank you. Help us to walk in the light of who you are in Jesus' name. Well, my friend, God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church weekly podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Uh, doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.